everyone, and welcome to A Gem of a Secret Podcast. My name is Donatella My Secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How are you doing tonight, Coco? I'm exhausted, Donna. I'm yes. very freaking tired. Uh, we had a very long day celebrating our roommate's birthday today. We did. Just did a lot of like BS and bullcrap, and it was actually really fun and enjoyable. We caught a lot of Pokemon. We did. <laughs> <laughs> it's our favorite thing to do when we go on these little um, adventures. Yeah, we play Pokemon Go, and... <laughs> which is true. That's what we do. We We're really Pokemon present Go. in the moment. You know, it's just really important for us to enjoy the scenery, and um, that includes uh, staring at our phones trying to catch. Um, a toe to dial for hours upon hours oh God, and not I, getting yeah, a single three star. Exactly what happened. Yeah, oh God, I'm, I spiraled. So I had, I was mad today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, why are they talking about Pokemon? Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, was a ball. Yeah, change. yeah. It was a very. Uh, there were thirty six looks. Thirty six. I looks. think. I think that's what we said. Thirty six. Thirty something. I wonder if that was all on the same filming day. I bet it actually was. Probably. So that means they probably like had to be at the studio at like eight in the morning. That's exhausting. Yeah. And then oh my just... gosh, that's so much filming. Yeah. That is so much. That would have been so much filming. Because th- some of them had fully different looks. Their feet had to be bleeding. Oh, I would have, like, every five seconds when it was cut, I would have taken my shoes off. I'd have been like, yeah. no, I'm good. I'm, like, sorry. I love y'all, but this is terrible. I would have been irritable as fuck, okay? Oh, and that's, so irritable. That's a great segue for what we're getting into with this episode, right? Yeah. Because we decided this episode is so look-based. Um, we'll, we may allude a little bit to the looks as we're talking about it, but we're not going to focus on that for this episode. We kind of want to talk about the controversy that's happened after the episode. Yeah. Um, the biggest, so, uh, we're going to be talking a lot about what happened in Untucked. Yeah. Um, and of course, spoiler alert slash content spoiler alert for the episode, but at this point you should have seen it. So, uh, there was a tiff that happened. Yeah. And untucked between Tamisha Iman and Candy News. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it happened after the queens that were in the bottom and were in the top came off the stage. Right, right. And so basically, uh, Tina Burner had asked a question, basically like, so what were the critiques like? So basically what she was basically getting at. Yeah. And um, Tamisha said this thing that I really appreciate. She goes, well, I'm going to speak for myself. Yeah. And... Um, I don't I don't care for some of you girls, but the one thing that I do have to say, and basically she said, you know, like, I have to give you your props. You were great. You're you all are beautiful. And mm-hmm. some of you really turned out those licks. And I don't like some of y'all because of your personalities, but like she's basically was just trying to say giving them it. props. Yeah. Like and um so then Candy says, Why are you looking at me? And she's like, Well, you're one of them. Well, you're one. Yeah, you're one. Um <laughs> Which and it devolves from there. It just devolves from there. Yeah. And so then the the A squad, I, I feel it's kind of clicky. It's getting a little clicky for me right now, too. Because the the three girls that were kind of kikiing afterwards, too, are part of this A squad. And they, you know, it's easy for them to seem very arrogant because of that, you know, too. Yeah. I think that we have to we have to give the producers credit for this episode. I I, I think this was kind of brilliant reality television. Yeah, I this episode, this was finally... I am not a big fan of RuPaul's Best Friend Race. I really mm-hmm. do like it when there's some drama or some heated tension. Because guess what? The episodes can get incredibly boring boring without a little bit of drama. Yeah. Um, the thing that I don't uh, like about this episode... So, if you... 
if you listen to everything that Tamisha says mm-hmm. during this argument, she never like devalues or diminishes mm-hmm. Candy. She's like, she's like, I'm beautiful, and like Tamisha be like, you are very pretty. Mm-hmm. Like she says that she does. Like, and it, they yeah. they started this episode two fighting as well because um, Candy made the comment that you know she basically thought that Simone was like the competition, and Tamisha's like, well, don't forget about us because you haven't seen anything from us yet. She's like, hold up, like yeah. why, like basically, why are you dis- discrediting us? And I think that that comes from them too, also mm-hmm. getting this kind of like. Basically, I mean, how how the season has started. Like, people, I don't, for me, what I don't understand is that people online are not understanding the dynamic that has now been set up by the producers. Yes. Like, looking back down, the, the reason why this whole feud is basically happening is, I think, because those girls have this superiority complex, kind of, and Tamisha is calling it out. Yeah, the arrogance. I mean, clearly, and and yes. and the, I think the girls that Tamisha's talking about. I think, I think that includes Tina Burner as well. I think it could even include Got Mick. You know, I don't, I don't know exactly who specifically she is calling out, but I, th- I think that that's something that's that's important to point out as well. I really dislike the part, and I had to say this to Donna too. Like, I don't like what Got Mick is doing in this episode specifically when it's coming to how she's interacting. Yeah. With um with Candy Muse, like that whole, um, Donna said it best, like the Vixen, it was like poking the bear kind of stuff. But with Candy Muse, it's like feeding the bear. Yeah, and I, I feel like Gottmik was kind of feeding the bear in some of those situations because like the giggles, the, the like, I mean, like it's it's kind of interesting because it was like you saw Gottmik laughing and she's, she's like very lighthearted about it one minute. And maybe that's just social awkwardness. I don't know. I it kind of looked like it was more so kind of like, like I said, feeding the bear a bit and um, then coming up and being like, Tamisha quit antagonizing her. And then laughing, like laughing about the reaction even more. It reminds me of those like videos of like world star videos Mm -hmm. where you will see like the one girl's beaten the one girl so bad. And then you have the friend standing there just like kind of laughing about it. Like, like in this one person is being hurt by what's happening. And then this is the person laughing at it. Yeah. And like, and I just, that's the girl that makes me frustrated. Yeah. Like I, I've never, like when I was watching the episode the first time I got immediately heated because I don't like that girl in confrontation Mm -hmm. because that's the girl that makes the situation so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, the situation was getting pretty heated. It almost got physical. Like I, I feel like that's something that, I mean, and I don't know how close it was to getting there, but it it seemed based off of the wording (laughs) that they were like, you know, (laughs) what did Tamisha say? Something about like... You may hit many things, but you're not going to hit me. me. Yeah, you may hit many things, but you're not going to hit me. Yeah. And I I love that. And I also like Tamisha, the way she walked around the room with that composure, with her hands crossed in front of her and following her as this girl is calling her out her name and saying all these things about her. And she kept her composure the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't raise her voice. She was very direct. <laughs> and she's like, no, little girl, I've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> and I know that new, like, Zoomers and millennials, too, feel a way about older people when they're trying to tell them about I love things. little girl, though. Oh, little girl. Little girl. I have called, I've called um, younger queens little girl. Yeah. Because, and I'm, I'm 29. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, because it's true. They get all uppity and act like they can just act all grown. Yeah. And I just think that that makes no sense to me. I would always respect somebody who's been in the business because there's even people who have been doing drag for a long time that yeah. I don't love yeah but I will respect what they've done but I I mean I've definitely felt that I mean as as 
as you get older, you realize that like people who do kind of start, there is like a sense of entitlement a lot of the time. And especially if you've been in the game for a long time and then you see this younger queen having this arrogance, you kind of want to put them in their place. Like, honestly, it's like, it's like, come back down to earth. Like, let's, let's get on the same level as one another and like let's yeah you know we've we've we're all colleagues we've all been doing this and the thing is it's the thing about drag is that's so beautiful is that it's judged based on the uniqueness of the person you know yes and uh it it doesn't have to all be following a single rule book you kind of get whatever you get drag is a mixed bag and i just I, i think it's kind of unfair to put oneself on a pedestal so high just because yeah. you may have been, you know, succeeding really well in the competition so far. And um, sometimes not even so well, because in that winner's premiere, Candy was in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was. Um, but as Tamisha said, I said what I said. So yeah. um, <laughs> no, I I love that line. And I'm I so disappointed I'm not seeing memes all over the I internet. Saw, there should be Tamisha memes everywhere. I'm sure there are somewhere, but I maybe I, we're not looking seen, close enough. No, because people don't are just attacking Candy Muse left and Yeah, right. it's turned more into a negative thing. I really, I think I want to take time in this episode to talk about, like, I mean, I've been saying it, like, a little bit, but... I think it's important to talk about that this was just great entertainment. Like, and I I don't feel like it was, I mean, reality TV always in its core is a little bit exploitative. It's like, I feel like it exploits people in a lot of cases, but this one, I feel like, honestly, like, like Candy put producer and her middle name on Twitter and yeah, and I love it. You know, I love because the thing is, people are talking about it. It's 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 garnered a reaction. It's um, it's pure, raw human emotion and its greatest form. And uh, we're witnessing it. And, uh, you know, it's going to live on forever. And it's going to be iconic entertainment that people will watch over and over again for years to come. And, you know, in a few years, hopefully we can laugh about it. But people need to stop being so damn nasty. Yeah, the Drag Race fandom is really horrible at times when it comes to people that they don't like and there's always that air of racism when there's a person of color who's loud mouth and uh and like speaking their mind and suddenly they're demonized and vilified and things like that and then Mm -hmm. people will start sending them death threats or in this case um finding their mom on instagram and sending them messages which i think is completely it's so gross like, i mean that. like uh, like how that. far out of your way do you have to go to just like be that hateful you know it's well, like and actually and here's the thing where i want to relate for just a second mm-hmm. um so i've obviously because of these recaps i've been normally i watch drag race and i enjoy it and i don't take it super serious but because we do these recaps um and our you know and in, in, the, in these episodes on our podcast i've been more focused on drag race this season mm-hmm. and I felt heat and anger when I was watching that scene yeah. and untucked. I actually did feel the thing that I think a lot of fans are actually feeling. Like I felt so much anger at Candy for how she acted, how she clapped at everybody, mm-hmm. how she kept calling everybody bitches. I kept thinking to myself, like, if I was in that room, I'd be like, number one, you need to, like, you can it call was... me your bitch when we're friends. You can call me a bitch when we're kikiing and even when we're throwing fun shade. When you're yelling at a group of people and you call me a bitch, I'd have been like, okay, number one, you're going to choose a different way. You're going to choose a different way to talk to me. It was probably <laughs> the most zero to 100 I've ever seen on reality TV, honestly. And it it just, I mean. And I like Bad Girls Club. And yeah. I'm like, even that doesn't go zero to 100. She, I mean, it like, yeah, there's so, there's a lot of the times a slow escalation. Like, yes. these, these girls don't just off right off the bat usually hate each other um usually there's they have to have some sort of reason typically to build up about it but um 
I mean, and and I I don't I don't think that's what this was. I think that. I mean, I think that you have someone who is very reactionary and young against yeah. someone who has a little bit more composure. And... Absolutely. <laughs> and, well, and they're sleep deprived. We know that. They're yeah. in heels all day. There yeah. was a hundred different outfits. This was a hard knew. day of filming already. Oh, this would be a hard day of filming. And yeah. so I do give her credit, but to not... So what I'm saying is I'm not trying to actually stick up for the people who are being terrible. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is I actually think I got where their anger was coming from because mm-hmm. watching that scene just made me so mad and just wanting to call her a brat. Like, yeah. Being a oh, brat. I did too. I did too, honestly. Yeah. It I mean I mean it's kind of like Alaska's tantrum too. Like oh, she was acting was a... she was acting like a friggin' brat. But I mean it's a but her, epic moment. Hers didn't attack other people. It was just really sad and bratty. Yeah, yeah, it and, was. And so so going back to Donna's original point though, yeah. What I did when not trying to say for you listeners how you should respond, but maybe a little bit, like I got super mad and I did follow Candy online after that moment um i did but not to say anything negative or to dislike her pictures or to read her on the internet like i did follow her after that moment just to see what she's about more so than what the show was giving me Mm -hmm. like i wanted to see her pictures like Mm -hmm. i wanted to see what she talks about online i wanted to make her more human than that small glimpse into like and it is reality tv and yes this person did say these things and you didn't like these things but I took the chance to get to know this person a little bit better because I'm not going to go right on somebody's thing being like, wow, you're just a piece of garbage and I hate you. Like, you are terrible. And because of this podcast, I've actually joined more Drag Race fandom groups. Yeah. And y'all really don't like her after this yeah. moment. My gosh. Yeah. Ooh, some of the stuff I've read is horrible. Yeah. Like, ugh. <laughs> So uh, World of Wonder did release a response. Did you see what the response was? No, I didn't. It was this. If you would like to read it. If you attack our queens, you're not a Drag Race fan. Hashtag Drag Race fan. So there are alumni of the show that are on Instagram saying that it's too little too late. And I do agree with that. I think too little too late in which way? Um, well, the specific ones are queens like Nina Bonina Brown and Fifi O'Hara. They're queens who got a a very high degree of hate on their seasons. And uh, it, it forced, I mean, even Fifi, like Fifi does not do drag anymore, you know? Um, and, oh, and well, and I, I shouldn't be called it Jeremy, Jeremy, because it's not, it's no longer Fifi. So I'll, I completely just forgot about that. I'll respect that. Um, they, they go by just Jeremy. It, they're saying, well, th- I mean, this is all good and fun, but after how many seasons and how many all-star seasons, now you're releasing a statement and saying, don't. Oh, yeah. Don't. It, um, too little, too late to yeah. actually come to the defense of. Yeah, and I get with that because, I mean, like, Tyra was one of the first ones, but it happened after her season because on yeah. the season. And I know I Tyra mean, yeah, doesn't do especially. drag anymore. I don't think. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, they they need to seek professional help in my yeah. opinion because they did that thing where they had a countdown clock and it was the whole and it was like to the start of like to the con and yeah. like and i thought that that was like really horrible making people think that there was like a bomb threat yeah um at the I, con and i was like mm. i kind of want to like backpedal a little bit from what i was saying earlier a little because although this is entertainment, like we do have to recognize that these are real people and these are people whose lives have like been really dramatically affected by this. Like it's not the highest degree of fame that you can have, but it's a, it's become a very, very big community of fans. 
Right. And people who co- who go back and watch the seasons from the beginnings and, you know, like, e- even still, like, have reactions to certain queens on their seasons. You know, like, these, these are moments that live on forever for these people that became stars overnight. And uh, it's really, like, it's really sad because you see reality shows like America's Next Top Model where a lot of the girls um, had very terrible lives after Top Model because... Uh, people like Tyra or the production company like really didn't like prepare them for life afterwards. Um, oh yeah, I could I could definitely see that. Most drag queens know what life. Actually, no, most drag queens do not know what life will be like after Drag Race. I've talked don't. to some Drag Race, uh, some of the girls on Drag Race, and they sometimes they get picked up by obviously like a talent studio, like Latrice Royale has one now, um, that keeps the girls pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Like they. Um, they don't it doesn't prepare them for their relationships and like traveling all over the country doing work the world and like all these other things like it doesn't really prepare them but the one thing it doesn't prepare them for and no and no way can it is you don't necessarily know how you will be edited on the show yeah because you, don't. you just have to remember everybody like these filming days are all day long like 16 hour filming they become days. a blur and so after and then also the episode releases that's filmed a year ago mm-hmm. so you're also thinking to yourself or at least in this case, like six or seven months ago, mm-hmm. you're also thinking to yourself, you're like, wait a second, like, what did I do? And you're like really excited for when your name gets called and get released. And then like, I think you could probably know what edit you're going to get after the Meet the Queens video. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that they, I think that they kind of fit that in there. And I, I don't know. I, I guess I get the, you I get always get hint. the impression. You get a hint about who yeah. the villain's going to be for the season. And the sad thing is, now I kind of just agree with Donna's first point about the whole, I do need there to be a villain in Drag Race yeah. a little bit to make the show more interesting. Yeah. Like, I do. Let's just realize, though, I think that's the thing, is like, let's realize that that is part of the formula. Yeah. Can, can we, as fans, realize that that is part of the formula and not be hateful towards the person that gets that edit and realize mm-hmm. that, I mean, it's, I mean, the thing is, I feel like these are kind of like docu-soaps. Like, they are produced. They Reality TV is produced and cut down, and it is it is something that is made of, yes, real people and real moments, but at the same time, there is a narrative that is coming into play, and there are people that are pulling strings behind the curtains, you know? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so, obviously, I mean, everybody can agree to not send hate to the person on a reality TV show. Yeah. But what's happening here is, like, people... Like Silky, for instance. Uh, Silky's still doing pretty okay, but she got massive hate on, like, just she did. overwhelming amounts of hate. But the funny thing is, I know girls like Silky, and, like, they do, they are hard to get along with normally. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that person so well. And, like, I, I feel so bad because I, I know that they just love drag. They want to do it well. Mm-hmm. They're wanting to be famous and glamorous. And, like, they have this amazing opportunity. And it blows up in their face. And they can't correct it because we don't give them the chance to. Yeah. Like, drag race is, like, the definition of cancel culture. Like, yeah. Candy will not be able to pull herself out of this. And from what I understand, and I don't know this for certain, but I just keep hearing she goes far. So that means she has countless episodes Because, like, when they send a person home who's problematic, because, like, Silky made it to the Mm -hmm. end, right? When they don't send a person home who's being problematic, that just gives them weeks upon weeks of hate. And this season of Drag Race is supposed to go till April 16th. So It's a little too early on in the season to be getting this hate. Yeah, she got two months of this. Yeah, yeah. And 
I feel I honestly am concerned about her mental wellness. I think she's trying to do it in stride now, like trying to lean in. Yeah. Like, okay, I got the villain edit. Let me change Candy the producer. Candy producer muse. Yeah. yeah. That's what it, so maybe she's trying to lean in. But I'm like, baby, don't lean in because you don't know how the producers edited the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. You like, don't. So. You don't. Yeah. I mean, you. Yeah. I mean, it's the same reason why Jeremy, when uh, they were on Drag Race, like, uh, you know, they thought that they were going to have some sort of kind of redemption maybe going into all stars um but you know they weren't sure that's you know they wanted they they came into all stars wanting it to have a redemption and it ended up just uh worsening their reputation by a lot because of that um that comment about Alyssa. and world of wonder did not stick up for them no they didn't well and the thing is a lot of the drag race queens have come out and said like there's a little bit more that we say but you said what you said. Yeah. Like that's that's also tea. Yeah. I mean, that's it's very true. Very, very true. But yeah. So one thing about that, too, just to keep in mind, is obviously if this person has two more months of hate, I think this is how I would handle it. Mm-hmm. And maybe you should suggest how you might handle it, too. Yeah. If I was Silky or Fifi or Candy or even Tyra later and like anybody who got the villain at it. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing that I would say is kind of something that Loris did on Dragula. Because um, Loris was trying to create a character and it didn't read well. Like, just at all. Like, it didn't get picked up on the camera as well the way that they thought it would. I think I would post to my Twitter, like, the thing that you do, like, when you post old photos from high school. Like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, even Adore did it when she watched All Stars and she was like, God, why are you crying so much? You know? Mm-hmm. I think I would just write, I am so sorry. Yeah. I... I'm not like apparently I am that person because I said those things and I did those things and mm-hmm. I acted that way. But that's like not how I truly see myself. Like, mm-hmm. but watching it back has been such a strong wake up call for me. And I know that I'm going to lose the trust of fans probably from this point forward. I was like, but this is just, I didn't realize I was this person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's heartbreaking, and so I need to process through this. And I am sorry. I hope you guys love the show. Like, I am doing my best on that, and I really am sorry for acting a goddamn fool on that episode and treating Tamisha with such disrespect and to all the other cast members who I called bitches yeah. uh, when I was angry. Because regardless of how entertaining it was, it was ugly, too. It was very ugly. It was an ugly moment, you know, getting that that type of angry that that big that type of big mad as the as the millennials say is not yeah not the millennials the uh gen z says yeah zoomers the zoomers <laughs> the, she got big mad she got big mad yeah god i can't i can't speak with that with the and the period <laughs> and the stuff, that stuff. like god i'm way too old like i'll never get it i know what you're <laughs> saying but i can't repeat it back i like i just like like sarah paulson says period de t <laughs> period to T. Or it's like <laughs> period T. Period T. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> period T. Period T. <laughs> on point period. I can't even do the accent that those Zoomers do. Like it's just lost on me. Yeah. I'm just dating myself at this point. I'm just like, yeah. I, I can't. Oh, just as a side note, I haven't said this to anyone yet because it's making me feel old. Mm-hmm. I sometimes get lost in technology. Yeah. Like, 
iPhone has been the same for years. Like the things have not moved. Yeah. But like I needed to turn off like power save mode on my phone. <laughs> and I felt myself getting old man angry because I couldn't get the and I didn't forget where it was, oh. but I didn't find it as quickly as, as I quickly, would have liked yeah, to. Yeah. And so I was just like, God, I hate technology. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. We are so fucking old. Oh God. It's we're old depressed millennials. Oh, well, I'm depressed. I think Coco loves her life quite a bit. Oh my God. I love my life so much. <laughs> I'm depressed, but learning not to be therapy tomorrow. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. I'm doing a little shimmy right now. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. So I would probably, okay, how I would react to it. Mm-hmm. I would definitely apologize in the same way. But I think I also would acknowledge, uh, I mean, I would acknowledge as well, like, can we, you know, can we not take this so hard? Like, you know, mm, we've seen yeah. how many we've seen how many seasons of this now. Like, obviously, like, like I I hope you enjoyed this moment. Moment, yeah, it was an ugly moment of mine, but like, let's let's be lighthearted about this. You know, <laughs> oh, absolutely, <laughs> and, absolutely. And, and I would suggest also to the people that are on the show, to the queens that are on the show, when you're receiving this hate, and I, the thing is, like, it's impossible not to take it hard. Like, obviously, for your mental health, you need to re- you need to protect yourself and. Set whatever boundaries are possible in that situation. I have no idea what that level of fame and notoriety is like, but mm-hmm. do what you can to protect yourself uh, from this because obviously it, it, it is going to take a toll on your mental health. And uh, just remember that whatever you're presenting that other people don't like, it's it's not for them. It's not yeah. for them. If, if you don't like it, it's not for you. And that's okay. Absolutely. Because not everyone's going to like you. And that's, it's fine. You know, um, it's when it gets really fucking hateful, though, that you have to just like really protect yourself and, uh, and just be aware of your mental well being. Because I, I, I sympathize. Is it sympathize? Yes, yes. I sympathize because I don't, you know, I don't know what it's like to go through that, uh, experience. But I, I do have, you know, an emotional, you know, I, I think it's awful to see people get treated like that. I think that, well, me and Donna have been canceled when we lived in Colorado. And yeah. um, on a very small micro level, it was um, very horrible and traumatizing. Donna is actually the one who, I remember we were all sitting on the couch when we were on in our first drag group. And she said, I'll never forget this. She just goes, let's just not say anything. Yeah. She's like, let's just not say anything and let's not respond to it let's not respond to it because certain situations we did and it went well certain situations we did and it went bad um, and it was a really small community with a lot of people that were angry and a lot of people that like to take out their anger and really weird like in really weird situations you know yeah it, absolutely. It, it would it would definitely be on facebook and it was you know it was just it was hard to deal with at times, even on that small scale. And we even, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember just there was one time there was a post of, um, actually it was the same incident I'm talking about. And there was a post of like uh, over 30 comments that were just like trashing, trashing me. And like, I just was like, every comment was just horrible. And mm-hmm. I and I remember that moment is what made me like super okay with like any negative, cause like, during Camp Wanakiki, I was in the bottom three weeks in a row mm-hmm. and, and made it to the finale. But they, people didn't love that because their favorites obviously had to go home because mm-hmm. I stayed, right? So one of the things that really bothered, like, so I told the Sugar Baker twins, actually, I was like, I'm kind of glad it happened to me because I have a, I, I can deal with that. Like, yeah. I, I can deal with 
negativity and people not feeling like I belong there. Yeah. Um, and, and so like, I think if I ever got on drag race one day, hopefully God willing, um, I think that I'll be fine no matter what edit I get. Mm-hmm. Um, cause think, you experienced some negativity on a smaller scale. Yeah. And it wasn't hateful like this, but it was still, you got some negativity. Right. I think I'd probably get a mayhem Miller edit. Like, I would want to say things, but I would be afraid of the fandom. Yeah. So I might like be a little bit quiet, like accidentally, like, because I know mayhem is loud and she's like in your face and she's beautiful and great. But -hmm. on the show, she was a little bit more reserved and didn't talk as much because there's all these loud personalities in the room. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's what also happened there. And the same thing with um, muscle queen as well. Because I bet that they're probably a lot louder in person. Uh, I can't remember. Cameron Michaels. Cameron Michaels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She got the quiet girl edit, the bitch. Because they were like, even, well, that was largely too from the Queens her season being like, well, you're this way when we're at gigs too. You're to yourself and then you don't like interact with any of us. Well, because not every girl has to be the party girl. Yeah. Yeah. Like even, they even said it about Trixie. Trixie in dressing rooms apparently is very quiet and she doesn't talk to a lot of people. Yeah. But she's like this personality online. Guess what? Like, People are shy, and yeah. they're flying around the country and being in space that they've never been in. And you're not on all the time. No. Yeah. Don't send Candy Muse any more hate. Yeah, please like, stop. You can critique the episode. You can critique the looks. You can critique like the acting. You can critique the charisma, uniqueness, mm-hmm. nerve, and talent. But critiquing someone to their core is uncomfortable and we shouldn't be doing that yeah and like i said i felt the same anger you did listen i did too and yeah like i said it was it was a pretty ugly moment you know like that anger is like not but it's also i mean it was also gold yeah it was it was reality tv gold it was oh my god so much gold (laughs) (laughs) it was and yeah yeah um also the one thing and so getting off of candy muse i know we talked about her for literally about 20 minutes um joey j i actually don't agree with the judges critiques of joey j's uh last outfit their bag outfit yeah and i know it was glued and it probably not constructed super well but like the fact is i thought it looked super cool i thought it looked cute yeah yeah Yeah, i was like it it looked punk rock it looked chic punk rock to me Mm -hmm. which i loved yeah it did. It looks so good. I liked the whole net. Yeah. I And I thought that she did have a, you know, people were saying that her silhouette got lost and I could kind of see what they were saying. But for me, it didn't really. Because no, because agree. of the thing that it, because of the fact that it was mesh, you could see the silhouette and the pad. Like, I don't yeah. really understand that a whole lot. Yeah. And uh, as far as like the winner goes, like I loved Got Mixed Look, uh, but I, I loved Utica's more. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Utica should have won. And now yeah. I like I have a thing against Got Mick for that like feeding the bear kind of business. But yeah. the I, I thought Utica's looks were better. I loved Got Mick's. I loved the money bags look. The big old like Oh yeah, rough, I loved that. That one. was cool. But that I, was so cool. I felt like Utica's looks were so much all three of them mm-hmm. were just huge and amazing. They were. And they I were. loved I loved that. Yeah. And I here's the thing. I didn't love Got Mixed Bag Challenge. I loved like the one leg thing, and yeah. I did think it looked punk rock, but it, it could have been a little bit more for me. And I don't know what I would have wanted more out of it. I would say I, I for a high fashion challenge, Got Mick and uh, Utica did great. They yeah. did so good. I you know, and it's uh, it's almost disappointing. <laughs> um, 
I, I feel like American queens are a little bit more costumey than UK queens because I don't I don't know. Yeah. Am I is that is that correct to you? Well, based off I, of the last like okay, so I'm I know that we said we wouldn't maybe talk about Drag Race UK, but we just we we watched two outfit construction episodes back to back. Yeah. And I feel like the UK queens had like a little bit better fashion sense. Yeah, than the US I did too. Girls. Well, because I don't feel like they were trying to like do this thing that they shouldn't have done. Yeah. Like that was the other thing too. Yeah. Um I just, I don't know. They could, well, actually, what I'll say across the board, they could all construct outfits better. Yeah. Like, yeah. the reason that that one girl had to go is because, like, the outfit was so very simple. Yeah. Like, yeah. she just looked like an ice skater and it wasn't really put together. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, um, yeah, I yeah I agree. Actually, but to things like what like uh you know like what Tace was walking, even though she was in the bottom mm-hmm. on because I mean it was the who wore it better thing, but like even though there were girls in that episode that were like in the bottom, they still had really good looks. Yeah, and I did think that Tace's look was kind of great. And I I I mean I think there were an awful lot of safe looks. I I did really love Olivia Lux's look as well. We talked about this, the holographic one. Oh, Olivia oh. Lux's gr- look was amazing, and I actually liked olivia lux's uh punching bags um yeah. and i and i i know that there's they're doing this who wore it better thing between simone and olivia lux because yeah. they both wore that's and it, i wonder if it was the same designer i really do wonder if it was the same designer but um mm-hmm. i actually think olivia lux wore it better actually yeah. in my opinion i love i think it fit with her skin tone so much mm-hmm. and she looked radiant and like her hair was cute i was i don't know what it is about olivia lux like i just think she just I she shines. Hair. Yeah, oh, she does. She I don't know. I just really like her a whole lot. I do. I do like Simone too. Don't get me wrong. I do too. I like Simone a lot too. I yeah. just, uh, but my thing about Simone is like. They both have really such good charisma. Yes. They really do. My thing with Simone is it stopped relying on that body. Like, cause I get, I start to get violently angry when skinny queens don't have to do like, don't have to do just period. That's, that's yeah. where I'm leaving it at. Just like, cause I like, just lotion up those legs because I mean her outfit was a, a bathing suit this episode yes a bathing suit and a, well a bathing suit top and a oh skirt. yeah she even said she's like oh my god I'm so glad I'm safe I was like you are lucky to she be was safe. lucky she was lucky though that ugly because <laughs> like, the thing is it wasn't uh, it was it wasn't ugly it was just very simple it was very simple and it it, it obviously looked uh shoddy and homemade but mm-hmm. it was I mean it, it by all means I don't think was high fashion. Um, I think it was, I think it was, a bit, it was very simple. It was disappointing. Yes. Yes, it was. But I like the hair though. And seriously, where was the ponytail sale? I want to know where it was oh at. Oh my God. So ponytails, many ponytails. This still. season is all ponytails. Damn, where are all, all these ponytails. ponytails coming from? <laughs> and seriously, ponytails hurt too, because like that pulls on your head. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like I just keep thinking about that. I'm like, oh my gosh. So many ponytails. This is the season of a thousand ponies. <laughs> season of a thousand ponies oh my goodness oh so it's at that point in the episode where i need to say uh donna um what are you wearing this evening i'm actually uh dressed as a giant ponytail tonight <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering where all slick this back. Was coming from slick back yeah like... tight top knot mm-hmm. so i could swing it around yeah. you know the whole outfit the, the whole, body, the whole outfit going on like yeah windmills and yeah stuff, which is um why i'm dressed like a windmill <laughs> <laughs> I, I see it i yeah. see it we're just but swinging around i just yeah room. well yeah. i mean i'm having the like my arms are like the brown like, oh, I oh i got caught i got caught let me get sorry, god just, damn it just, let me untangle this, this. oh my terrible. god ah. i can't wait till someone animates this episode we need to <laughs> <laughs> 
we need to plan better. <laughs> but it's cute, though. I mean, I'm in this really boxy wooden thing. It's gorgeous. As, yeah, gorge. Gorge. <laughs> Gorgina. Oh, my. Sorry. I have the giggles now. I do, too. I'm, I've been incredibly stoned this episode, which is great. I just have the giggles because I'm sleep deprived. So. Oh, that, too. Yeah, very that. Um, so, uh, listeners... I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Yeah. So we'll see you next week for another bonus episode. Yes, on Monday. As we recap and tell you our feelings about RuPaul's Drag Race. And listeners, make sure that you're calling out people that are talking shit and being mean on the internet. And don't be a mean person who talks shit because we have enough of those. Yeah. There's enough assholes in the world. Be better. Be kind. Be kind. Yes, yes. Go forth with love. Yeah, we love you. Bye bye. <laughs> this has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of A Gem of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at the Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is a j e m of a secret podcast.com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at ajemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye.